The Rigger Gambling Feed is back every Monday. Join myself, Joe House, Raheem Palmer, and John Jaszewski for East Coast Bias. Sunday's action recap and our favorite bets for Monday Night Football. Then on Tuesday, we got the Roster Diamond Show where I'll break down everything you need to know in the betting world. Plus, the East Coast Bias Boys will be back on Thursday to help you get your betting card sorted ahead of all the NFL action. And then on Fridays, it's me back with Warren Sharp, deep diving into the analytics. So be sure to subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Off Guard. I'm Pasha, and joining me, as always, it's your co-host. <laughs> my co-host. The, the Robin to my Batman. Yeah, the Robin to your Batman, man. The controversial, uh, what am I? Am I an antagonist now? Like, what, what, what's going on here? You're heavy on Twitter. I woke up this morning to a lot of a lot of posts. What's going on? You want to talk about it? You want to touch up on it? We can go right through it. Bring it up. I've never been afraid. Let's go. Are you allowed? I just want to know, are you allowed in Charlotte at this moment? I would hope they'd embrace me in Charlotte. I'm, I'm trying to help the problem, not, not add to it. Everything I said was accurate, by the way. And I think the majority of people, especially people with common sense. Well, okay. let's, 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 if the, let's, the listeners might not know what's going on, so why don't we fill them in? Um, you know, last week you said a couple things about the Hornets, you know, cleaning up, you know, what, what they have going on in their organization, building around LaMelo. Uh, I don't think you said anything too out of pocket or anything like that, but it looks like Miles Bridges. Anything out of pocket. Yeah. It's anything out of pocket. And Miles Bridges came back and said some things about you. In turn, you said some things. Kyrie Irving jumped in, which is kind of cool. Uh, that was ran- pretty random. Um, what were your thoughts? Well, Kyrie was alluding to Miles not putting an address on it. Secondly, I have no problem with Miles Bridges, besides the obvious. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't wish any negativity upon the guy. I didn't say any. I, we didn't even mention his name, by the way. First and foremost, I think we've both agreed we think he's a really good player. I have no problem, Miles. I like his addition. To, that's why in my post that I responded to Miles, if people can go back and look at it, I said at the end of it, again, I said, why don't you stop focusing on me? And worry about you being a good complimentary piece to LaMelo again. And I said again, because he was. He was a good piece for Melo. Melo and him had the lobs. They had the oh, whole crazy thing. highlights. Yeah, like I, I, got, I got nothing against the dude. Uh, but the fact is, we talked about Charlotte, and we talked about their consistent issues, just in terms of guys getting in trouble there. It's been a problem, which I don't care if you would like me or not like me. That is a fact, right? We didn't say his name. I'm going to end it like that, man. I, I ain't got nothing against him, bro. I wish him nothing but but the best, the success. Um, We've talked about this before. But you, it is now that it you're is. a part of the media, you have a podcast, you, you make appearances on ESPN, you're going to say things people don't like, players don't like, fans don't like. When do you decide, like, obviously this time you decided to respond. Do you Have you figured out when and when you should respond, when you shouldn't, pick your battles? No, or, I haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. It's still a balance for me to say or not say something yet. Yeah, you still, hardest, you still have a player's mentality. I'm, and I'm still playing. Even though yeah. I haven't signed a deal yet, I'll be playing somewhere in the coming months, coming weeks, whatever the case may be. It's hard for a current player to have a pod or take a stance on any topic because when you're currently playing, it bothers players differently than when you're retired. And that's just a fact. I've had a couple retired players talk about me in recent weeks. I didn't respond to them because it just doesn't really matter. Yeah. And 
that's just the way it goes, depending on the player, obviously, depending on the player. But it hits a little bit different when you're like younger and these are your peers, right? And it affects me personally, like just to keep this simple so people really understand the tightrope that me and you have to walk on a week-to-week basis. If there was a topic of who's better, Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard, healthy, which player would you take? No matter what side I take, I'm offending the opposite player. Mm-hmm. So if you think that guy wants me on his team, he wouldn't. Just because I just said my opinion. That, that's how hard it is to have a podcast as you're currently playing. So it is what it is, man. Like, I've already decided that if we're going to do this, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to state my opinion. I'm going to never intentionally try to ruffle feathers or like I'll never ever try to offend anybody. But I'm going to be honest and have an opinion about something. And I, I, I hope that our audience appreciates that. Man. And and. A lot of people don't know this, but you take a lot of the stuff you say out of the pod before we put it out because you want to make sure that you're. Yeah, I, people have no idea the stuff yeah. that we take off of this. If people, you you want to make sure that you're not offending people. Yeah, you I, make sure I, that I you try are. my hardest to not do it. Right. Exactly, man. People want to have an opinion about it. If Miles or if anybody else want to have an opinion about it, so be it. Again, I have no negativity towards him. I want him to go in Charlotte next year and kill it, get paid, and a discussion. All right. Well, to switch gears, you recently did Bill Simmons podcast. I thought you killed it. You did a really good job. Maybe a little man. jealous. I don't know why you brought your A game you. for him. I, don't, I mean, you definitely brought the A plus plus game for him. Is it? Are you saying I'm not pulling the best out of you? You are just the most. <laughs> you're just. You are just. You love to just push and, and antagonize and just. Was it? I have a question. Was it? Was it easy to do it with Bill? It was definitely free flowing. The guy's up. He's a podcast beast. I I, I really enjoyed. Uh, uh, working with Bill yesterday, that was or the other day, that was, it was amazing. Um, obviously, he has a huge podcast and has been crushing it in this market for a long time. Uh, but you do a great job, my guy. Don't sell yourself short, man. You, you, you're doing great, bro. Just relax. Just Two relax. things that I got out of that pod I, that I never noticed before. You guys talked about how this generation they're missing out on players from the '90s because maybe they don't have the highlight package. For example, you said like you'll, you'll see a step on Marbury or Allen Iverson highlight two minute highlight clip on TikTok or something, the kids now could watch it. But there's a lot of players back then that aren't crossing over, like Glenn Rice or some guys like that. And it made me think of that. Like, Tim Duncan's just going to fall by the wayside because he's not, like, out there and he's not... I mean, Tim Duncan never, maybe... You know he never won less than 50 games in a season? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And he, it, it, it's And it's one of the most... I don't know if Tim falls by the wayside. I think his name will always be relevant. I do agree with you in terms of familiar familiarity how do you even say that familiarity i've you know what's crazy i've never said that word the first time correct <laughs> it takes it takes a couple of times i don't think people will maybe be familiar with his game long term just in terms of like his highlights like you said but like his name is just too iconic to be lost but the players that you said like who didn't like you're not win, watching the eddie jones highlight. no like eddie jones Mitch uh, richmond i said like terrell brandon and like all yeah. these players, uh, uh, Glenn Robinson. It makes you think, what players now that are obviously relevant, they're playing, are going to, you know, 20 years from now, they're just going well, to slip out. If, if people are forgetting about Glenn Rice and Glenn Robinson and these other guys, I got no shot. And like 20 years from now, God knows where my clubs oh, are going to be. Your media career is going to be bigger than the uh-huh. playing career. That's, you know, that's, the that's goal. true. That's how you hold on. That's how Kenny Smith still has some clips out there. <laughs> exactly. Kenny's out there, you know, doing his stuff on the TNT crew. Uh, you know, that that's, that's, that's what I got to be on. Otherwise, I got... Unless you're like Kyrie or one of these guys, man, that's just going to like transcend in the next 20, 30 years where people are just going to always go back to watch his clips. Sidebar, Damian Lillard recently said that Kyrie has the most beautiful game of all time. Exactly. You said sexy. He said beautiful. Exactly. Exactly. 
So I'm not crazy. You're not crazy. Yeah, I'm not crazy. Yeah, I, I say like one thing and everybody's like, oh, oh, pause. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what? I, I said his, his game, his basketball game is in a very attractive game to watch. Right. There's nobody prettier with a basketball in their hands. And just in terms of the poetry and motion of which he moves, the way he finishes at the basket, the way he's right. able to get a shot off than Kyrie. And Damian alluded to it as well. So, I mean... There we go. I, there's nothing better than when you say something and then like months or weeks later, someone like says the same exact thing and everyone's like, oh yeah, that was a good point. Right. It's like, bro, we said this. <laughs> Sexy and beautiful are different, but the same. I get it. Since our last pod, Jared Vanderbilt signed four years, 48 with the Lakers. Good deal. That's a great deal. Great deal. Such He's such a, he's like a perfect complimentary And player. it's like, it's a, it's a right contract for him. Any more would have been a little nutty because he's, he's an energy guy at the end of the day. His, his talent is that he plays hard. He's not a guy that's going to hit open shots. He's a guy that down the stretch of a game, you have to a little bit worry about if he's out there in the court, just in terms of him hitting free throws or him kind of being a liability on offense because he's not an offensive skilled guy. But his impact on the game is felt with his defense, his energy, his his rebounding, and just overall, he makes like winning hustle plays. I'm and, glad you said winning plays because when he was on the Timberwolves, he was on that. He started on that season where they had that breakthrough run and went to the you know got out of the play-in. Yeah. He goes to the Lakers. Their season, I mean, obviously a lot of people get a lot of credit for that, but their season turns around when he joins the Lakers. The guy is, does make winning plays. He does make winning plays. Absolutely. That's why he got paid. He's, he's about to make $12, $13 million a year next year so or this year. So that tells you what hustling can do for you. I mean, Pat Bev did the same thing at the point guard position. Um, so, you know, Jared with his height and his size and his ability to guard multiple positions uh, the Lakers need something like that because they got scoring. You got LeBron, you got AD, you got Reeves out there, you got uh, D'Lo, you got a bunch of guys that want to put the ball up into the basket. You need some guys that are going to stop the ball from going into the basket. And essentially, they're doubling down with, with with Vando, which I think is a good deal, man. He he deserves it. He's played great the last couple of seasons. Like you said, he was huge for Minnesota, uh, and he was huge for that turnaround last year. He was a big part of that that switch up in the Lakers season. So yeah, congrats to congrats to uh, to, to Vando. Another signing that happened since our last pod, Kelly Oubre went to the Sixers. Yes. what's You know what's nutty about that is when I saw him sign, I was like, oh, Kelly signed. Damn, finally. you know. And then I'm like, shit, hope I'm next. And then I'm like looking at his numbers. I was like, average 20 points per game. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, he averaged a dub last year and just signed? Right. He averaged 20 a game. And I know it's for our favorite team, but... He still averaged 20 a game. I don't care who you are or what situation you're in. Averaging 20 points a game is no no easy feat. For sure. So uh, congrats to KO. I played with him in D.C. Uh, cool, cool dude. Um, has took a step back from like the social media, like Insta. Like he was like built for all that. He's got the look. He's got like this, his own unique style. And like when he was with D.C., like remember he was like. Tsunami Poppy. Yeah, like this whole thing and girls loved him. And it's like he like really fell out like like purposely. Like it's not like he wanted. Yeah, he like wanted to like not do that, which has always been interesting because I feel like that's a market he could have tapped into. Like I feel like I could. If you look at Fashion Week and all this stuff now, like you don't even. He's not even like. Yeah, you see Shay. You, you see, see guys Shay, like that. Like yeah. I always felt Kelly would be one of those guys that like work with like. Tom Brown or work with a Chanel, like where he has the face for it. He has the, you know, the whole look, you know? So it seems like he's kind of taken a back backdrop to that stuff. Um, that'd be interesting to know why talk to him, maybe eventually, maybe get him on. But uh, nonetheless, he's had a good basketball career. 20 points per game last year is impressive. Um, and now he's on a playoff team. You know, obviously it's a little messy. We don't know there, what they're going to look like next year. Obviously. No, no, you don't. But it's, I mean, listen, he's, he's in the door. He's hooping still. 
Um, congrats to KO, man. Well-deserved, over-deserved. So um, that's pretty cool. All right. I want to go through some preseason awards with you for next year. It's part of our, you know, we're doing a season preview. There we go. Who is your preseason pick for MVP? Preseason pick for MVP. Luka Doncic. That's who I have also. Is there, do you want to give your real reason why? We don't need to. He's four straight first team on NBAs, but. Uh, my reason is because he's taken a little bit of slack over the past year. They had a short season last year. They didn't make the playoffs. So you got a rejuvenated Dallas Mavericks kind of coming into camp. Most importantly, Luka played all summer, all summer with his team. He's in shape. So he comes into camp, not trying to get in shape. And then by game 30, he's in shape now. Like sometimes you've seen with Luka is like the first 10 to 15 games. He kind of like starts out, you know what I mean? And then he gets cooking and gets going. You got an in shape, healthy Luka coming into camp and playing basketball all summer uh, after a season last year where they, they didn't really do what they wanted to do. Right. I, I see him coming into camp, really putting the league kind of back on notice again and like doing his stuff. Yeah, I think when you look at MVP, you have to look at their team has to be winning. Um, I know Russell Westbrook won MVP and the Thunder were a six seed. That's the lowest it's been. But the team has to be winning. And I think the Mavericks are going to have a big turnaround this year. Uh, last year, they kind of threw it away at the end of it. They didn't even try to make the plan for their um, draft pick seeding. So I do think they're going to be better this year. I think him and Kyrie are going to, I think they're going to be good. And he's going to put up crazy numbers. I was picking between him and Jokic. I don't know if there's still voter fatigue on Jokic. He didn't win it last year. But I think Lucas just going to have crazy numbers on a really good team. And it's just going to be like his time. I agree. Yeah, I, I have Luka winning next year. All right. Who is your preseason pick for sixth man of the year? And these are all the same. These are all the usual suspects on sixth man of the year. Sixth man of the year. Well, not. I mean, listen, last year in the previous years, Jordan Poole has always been a guy that's like been in that conversation. And now he's going to be. You know, a starter. Yeah. We don't know if Tyler Hero gets traded. He's not going to be, he, whether he does or not, he probably won't be coming off the bench next year. He's going to be a starter regardless. Yeah. So you have a, you have a, you know, you have a different mix. Malcolm Brogdon is going to start. Marcus Smart's gone. You know, he might not be a guy who comes off the bench. He might start for them now. He might play a little. I got Derek White starting for them. And it's, it's reported that Malcolm Brogdon's unhappy because they tried to trade him. So I don't know what's going to happen there either. Hopefully he just goes and well, hopefully for my sake he just he gets traded. <laughs> he just like or he just like just like retires or something and then goes play somewhere else. I don't even just know. Just kind of quits. Yeah, just so. quits. I come in there. <laughs> um, no, nah, I um, you know, I, yeah, but I don't have him anyways. Winning six man of the year. Um, hmm, that's a good question. Six man of the year. You know who I'm gonna go with? It's gonna be interesting. I have I have a pick. You want me to go first? Go ahead. I have Malik Monk. I think the Kings are gonna be good again. I think he could have he had a Oof, case for it last that's year. A really good pick. He just keeps getting better. I think that's. I think he's gonna have the highlights, the numbers. You know, he's gonna he fills it up. All right, I'm gonna go with a. Uh, gosh, my pick is a good pick, but his situation just doesn't call for it because I think it it would be political with him. I was gonna go with Nas Reed. That's a great pick. Yeah, I like Nas Reed as a six man of the year. He has that ability. I just don't know if he's playing so well. Do you finish games with him or just automatic Carl Rudy have to finish games? Uh, and between be the two, it's five hundred million. A good problem for the Timberwolves to have, but not great for his six man candidacy. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the problem. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you put him with if there's only one of those bigs there and Nas is coming off the bench, Nas, Nas could easily win six man of the year. He's like that nice. The, sec just, the secret's out on him though. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows good. it. The problem though, got paid. the problem with that situation is the obvious, which you know, the glaring situation is he has two max <laughs> centers, not one, two. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And they both feel a way about not finishing games. I've been there. You know what I mean? Rudy's not in the game with two, three minutes left in the game. I mean, the Timberwolves might have the best front court rotation they do. in NBA history. <laughs> like, they do. The front court's the, insane. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rudy, Carl, and Nas is about as good as it's ever going to get for a team with big, especially in modern day era where a team's not really like centered around centers. Yeah. They got three really good ones. And I don't like to say Nas is a center. He's more of a power forward, but still, big man nonetheless. Uh, fuck it. I'll stay with it. I'm gonna go with Nas. Yeah, honorable mention. It's not ideal with the situation. Finishing right. games is huge. You know, what I mean, like Monk's gonna be in there hitting big shots. Like it's just that you. That's a great pick. Honorable mention. Emmanuel quickly. He had a case last year. Also, Norman Powell. Great I for like the Clippers. Quick. Yeah, I like Quick. Um, Quick and Monk are probably the two safe bets to put. All right. Who do you have for defensive player of the year? I don't. This award is such a a a, a joke. So I I don't even know what to tell you. You can. You and I have guess. It's such a. You know what's crazy is it's such a high respected award. Defensive player of the year is a big deal, but in today's day, like the people who get this award are like I don't even. It is a big deal. Uh, if you walk into you know Joe Kim Noah's house, he has that defensive player of the year award right Joe there. Kim Noah, he, Joe Kim Noah was an incredible yeah. defender. He, he for has the that defensive player. He like it really cares about it. You know, it's right there. He, it's a big deal. And yeah. you're saying now it's no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the award is a big deal. I'm just saying it seems like now the award is given to people that have almost. It's like taking some of the prestige off the award due to like some of the people that have won it over the years. Are, are you? Are there's you been some. Name, there's been some questionable it, characters who have won Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, the most questionable would be Marcus Saul over that, LeBron James. Yeah, that, was, that was almost a decade ago. You thought Jaron Jackson was the best defensive player of the year last year? You thought he's the best he defensive? Didn't, he didn't play a ton of minutes and led the NBA in blocks. When I think of like the best defenders, and I and I am saying this being biased as a guard, but this is the truth of my matter. If I asked you, is it a guards league? What would you say? Yeah, absolutely. Perimeter players league. It's not even close. Even though Jokic won, and he's one of the best players in the league, he is a dinosaur in our league in terms of him and Joel Embiid and Carl are really the only centers that we have left in terms of like true centers, right? Everybody else is a pick and roller, shot blocker. That's it. The NBA is run by guards. It's all guards. Leagues, every team's going small now. So you would think the best defenders would probably be the guys who have to go out there and guard the bulk of the scoring every night. Guards. Well, so you want? I know your pick last year would have been Jaden McDaniels. Yeah, Jaden McDaniels is the uh, Jaden McDaniels. You was, said all night in, night out. He was a, people. He, up. he was the best defender in the league last year. Yeah, and I don't, and I stand by it. That's not even because I played in Minnesota. Maybe it's because I got to see it every night. But he literally was, bro. It just—it's a fact. Jaden seatbelt McDaniels. And by the way. Like I get, like I said, when you talk about on a nightly basis, the bulk of the scoring for every team throughout the league is done by guards, wings. So why wouldn't defensive player of the year continually go to the guys who have to guard these guys? Well, Marcus Smart won it the year before. First exactly. point guard since Gary Payton. Yes, won it. Yeah. the first guard since Gary Payton. And in the past ten years, bro, it's been all the whole game has changed. Yeah, they like. I like. The, I like when Dray, I like the Draymond Green picks. It, I don't it, mind Draymond Green. Draymond Green's good, but like his there's defense like this, changes. There's like this thing that like the defensive player of the year has to be a center. Yeah, and like or it has to be a big man. When like, bro, I'm we're the ones out here chasing Steph Curry around 15 picks. We're the ones getting hit by screens. We're the ones that can't touch these guys and can't foul them. We're the ones being left on an island with Kyrie. We, we got the hardest job. We're the ones that got to pick up full court. 
So maybe I should change my pick because I picked a big man. You're probably right. A big man will win. Pick Bam. Again. I pick Bam to win. Bro, listen, man. Listen. And I think Bam actually is a tremendous defender. So that's not a bad pick. But like guys like Drew Holiday, has Drew Holiday ever won a defensive player of the year award? I don't think so. Jokes. Jokes. Marcus Smart just won one. Avery Bradley never won one. Jokes. He was the best, he was the best perimeter defender. Even though he won like this highly touted player, Avery Bradley was like consistently the best defender in the NBA for like a good little stint. No joke. He had like a four or five year span where he was like the best perimeter defender in the NBA. Yeah. Period. And he's picking up guys full court like some nutty shit. Pat Beverly, even though he's older now, in his younger days, like when he was like Rockets Pat, early Clippers Pat, Pat probably could have should have won one, in my opinion. I think the best defender, perimeter defender I've seen in my lifetime is when Kawhi Leonard dialed in, just takes the ball from well, people. Well, Spurs, Spurs Kawhi was insane, and even he didn't win one. Yeah. No, he won. He, won. he, did, win, he did win one. You're right. You're he's right, won right. defensive player of the year right. before, but he's probably the best. He just doesn't he play enough one. to get the award. There's Mikael Bridges, who definitely straps up. He's taking not, on more of an offensive uh, Yeah, I was about to say, not, not so much anymore. I mean, he's still a good defender when he needs to be, but now his... So, he, now he's, his, now his, he's a charge of scoring 20-plus points. Yeah, he's, his, his, his role is just, in terms of offensively, has increased. So usually when that happens, the defense goes down. But like, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I, may, I might be jaded, but like, I just, I feel the award usually by default goes to centers or big men. And if you are looking at our game, it is a guards league, and it has been for a good amount of time now. So in my opinion, if you're talking about the best defenders in the league, it has to be the guy that has to have the most responsibility every night in terms of going out there and chasing these guys around and guarding them. All these threes, all these shots, they're not being shot by big men, man. They're being fucking shot by guards. Just think about it, man. If you're like a really good defensive big, you have to suit up and like in terms of a personal matchup. And I understand like, let me get outside of myself. I understand the big men see the whole defense. So they're in the back in charge of calling all the shots, calling on the plays. They're the one that have to be up in the pick and roll and tell the guard the pick's coming and switch out and do something. And they got to rebound and they have to finish at the rim. So I, I'm not being like... You're I, not being anti-big? Yeah, I'm not anti-big. I understand the responsibilities of a center are a lot of times defensively heavy. And like that's kind of where... That's why the award goes to them. I just feel in today's game the best players in the league are usually guards. And you ha not only have to worry about all the responsibilities as a guard, you know, you have to go out there and guard these dudes. I can already see the, the backlash from this because the, the top three in MVP voting the last four years have been three big men. Yeah, but that's because... Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm, just, I'm putting it yeah, out there before there, you they, read it tomorrow. Ex you know what? That, that, let, me, let me tell you something. You know how to respond to that? If you are a defensive big, that means you have to suit up three times a year in terms of worrying about a personal one-on-one -on -one matchup. Yeah. I have to worry about it every night. This is exactly how to respond to that. If you're a really good defensive big, you have to get excited for Carl, Joel, Yoke, Joker. Those three. That's it, man. That's it. Who's So you have no pick for defensive player? If I, it, it, no, man. I don't, I don't know who I could tell you. But do, do you agree or no? Am I, I understand that. You can't say... It, uh, bro, the worst team in the league, I still... Bro, we played Charlotte. Charlotte, who had one of the worst records in the league, or Houston last year. Like... Kevin Porter Jr. is no like, dude, dude can really score. He can put 50 on you. LaMelo Ball is like a stud. A couple years ago, like the Kings were bad. Not last year, they were really good, but like still had to deal with De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Like, bro, like this, like the guard, you get no night off as a guard is my point. I think there's nights off where a big just has to focus on kind of rebounding, contesting at the rim. 
There is no such thing as a night off in the NBA as a as a perimeter defender, and they they never get the award. Uh, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. We're saying that the NBA is more perimeter oriented. No one's going to argue there. Threes have gone up quadruple amount that they did in the '90s, exactly like fifty times more. So it's it makes sense that the best defenders are the ones that have to guard the people that are shooting. It just I think it should be even. I'm not saying it doesn't have to be. And this is coming from a guy that's been on an island guarding James Harden with the game on the line. You had to guard him. You know what I mean? That was your responsibility. I don't know why you had to bring up that one. It's just, it's that one didn't go too well. (laughs) That that, that moment didn't go too well for me. So I don't know why we're bringing that up, but I could, you know, we could talk about other ones that have gone well. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. But if I had to choose one, I'll go with, uh, I'll go Jaden McDaniels. Sounds real Minnesota. You're going very Minnesota heavy. This is kind of crazy. I'm not even trying to be biased either. I, I really think they're like, do you know what I'm scared of? Can I tell you an honest like fear of mine? I'm scared that after last year playing for Minnesota and then seeing what Denver did after I missed it by one year, I'm scared that Minnesota is going to go on like this huge run this oh, year. Oh, you're the good luck chuck of them. And yeah. like I missed it another year. Like if, if I don't play, if I don't play for Minnesota this year, like they go to like third conference final or something like that, like I'm going to be like, what's going on here? Yeah, you'd be super happy for those guys. I would be them. absolutely happy. But at, when you're alone at night, no, when I'm, I'm alone bed, and like, and I'll just me and my bed. thoughts, I'm like, what's going on here? Am I the problem? <laughs> <laughs> Teams uh, are going to sign you just to cut you and then win a title. That's, it, it, listen, I wouldn't be opposed to that. If you want to bring me on and help me, like change, help change, the, you know, the thing, and then I'll leave when it's good and ready, and you guys are ready to go on your own. And I'll do that. Am I taking? Am I taking ownership of Denver's championship? Yes, essentially. <laughs> the roundabout way, sure. Yeah. I do think Minnesota's super talented. If they, they figure are out. so talented. If they can figure out what's going on with the big men situation, it, they are so you talented. You asked Jokic and all those guys in Denver, they told they tell everybody the hardest series they had to play last year in the playoffs was, was us. We're the only team, other than Miami, that even put a win together. And every other game... Well, was the Suns won two games. Yes, Suns did win two games. But played out of his mind. He was insane. Yeah. But we, uh, we didn't have Nas or, or Jaden. Like two huge parts. Your defensive player of the year and your sixth man that you just right named there. right there. Boom, boom. Yeah. My, our sixth man of the year and our, and our defensive player of the year weren't playing. Right. So, you know, yeah, they're going to be exciting this year. All right. Give me your coach of the year. Coach of the year. This always goes to a team that no, overachieves. No, 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 no. You, be, you know you what you got to yeah, look yeah, for yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You can't, can't you, pick you, one of the top. You're, just not, you're not giving it to, you know, Joe Missoula. The Celtics are just good every year. It's not going to happen. So who are you giving it to? I'm going... Let me hear yours. You're not going to like it. You're going to think it's biased. You're going to think you're just, I can already see what's going to happen. You're about to say the Magic coach. Jamal Mosley, why not? Listen, if the Magic are a six seed this year or a five seed, they're the, they're the fun like team that's young and competitive. Everyone's league pass team. I like Jamal. I'm not just saying that because I'm an Orlando guy. I'm just saying if they go from, you know, lottery, lottery, that the number one pick two years ago to they're in, maybe a comfortably like a six seed. I'm not going to say playing, just an actual like, you know, playoff seed I don't see why they couldn't give it to him and I, I look for coach of the years it's going to be a situation where it's a team that overachieves so that's my pick okay it's a good pick I'm gonna go with uh I mean could kid get it with Dallas they could have a turnaround Absolutely. season yeah I would go Jason I'm gonna go Jay kid we'll go Jason kid so we're going heavy with Dallas yeah Luca wins MVP Jason kid could win head you know, yeah, coach I, of the year. I, I have Jay kid winning Dallas I have a I have a I think they have a a, a much uh I think they have a bigger year. All right, next award. Let's go rookie of the year. Mm. I've already stated my opinion. I think it's going to be Chet Holmgren, someone that you played pickup with this summer. I'm going Victor. 
I'm just going easy on this one, okay? Like, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Man, such they're, a risky pick. How do you, he, how do you sleep they, on they, Like, they need him to be it. That's why. They ha- he has to be it. Yeah. The, the, the comparisons this man has gotten this overall summer, the buzz and hype. I mean, we were in Vegas for summer league. I had to work it. It was something, it looked like LeBron James was coming back into the NBA yeah. again for the first time. Like, it was, it's serious. It's hard for me to see him not winning Rookie of the Year. By the way, I know LeBron's goaded, and we know that. Um, he won his rookie year off not only having a fantastic rookie year, which he did, but it was off the merit of him also, too. I think a little bit there was like, well, he, like, he had to win. Like, he was LeBron James. Like, he was one of the only, no, he was only. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's only a handful of rookies that have ever averaged 25 and 5 the rookie year. I understand. He's one of those guys. Like I, him, Oscar Robertson, and like, okay, I mean, come on. If we're not going to sit here and act like Melo wasn't cooking up something serious that season or either Dwayne Wade, and then they went in the playoffs, both of them took their team to the playoffs that year and were doing things in the playoffs. Do you remember Dwayne Wade hitting like game winners in the playoffs? Sure, but it's a regular season award, first of all. Otherwise, Jokic would have won MVP last year. Second of all, LeBron changed. It was LeBron was winning Rookie of the Year. This, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I remember that. I'm not saying LeBron James shouldn't have won. It wasn't MVP. much of an argument. I'm not saying LeBron James shouldn't have won Rookie of the Year. I'm, I'm saying he did. I'm saying what also went into it is like it's it's good when the player that so you, you think Ty goes to the number one pick. So you're basically saying if it's Victor and Chet, and it's close, it they're going to give it to Victor because the NBA wants it to be one hundred percent. And I've always felt and that's that why you're way. picking him. It's good for business. It's good for basketball. I still think with the buzz that's surrounding Vic that if he has a good season and Chet has a good season and they don't know who to give it to, it's not even going to be a question. Yeah. I think Chet's going to be in the playoffs, though, and I don't know if Victor's going to be. So I, mean, you know, I don't know if Victor's going to be. Or, yeah, you're mine. That team's not going to the playoffs. And I love San Antonio. Ooh. <laughs> when are they going? <laughs> they need more than Vic. That team is... You already have Charlotte after you. You want San Antonio after you next? I, I, I love San Antonio. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm keeping it 100. San Antonio will not be in the NBA You're not playing in San Antonio. What the hell does that have to do with anyway? You're just like naming points. San Antonio's hot. <laughs> like you're just saying things. San Antonio's in Texas. Bro, I, I understand. First off, we both are huge Popovich fans. I'm, we're big Tim Duncan fans, and we're big fans of how the Spurs Man, Ginobili is my favorite player of all time. There that is. And then <laughs> another fun fact about Pasha. We also both love the way the Spurs run their organization in terms of just no bullshit, no nonsense, be a hooper, be a pro. And I, I love that about them. And it's what every organization has tried to emulate. The Spurs have really set the standard in like modern day to where like every team, first off, half these coaches come from the Spurs program or under Pop. That's just a fact, including my father. A lot of these guys came under Pat Riley or Popovich. And now you're seeing this new wave of coaches. Now it's like Kerr and Spo. You're going to see guys start to come under them, like, like the new wave. But those guys all came from Riley and Popovich. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm a big fan of the Spurs. But with that being said, Victor is like their their guy, clearly. Uh, and they, they're in the rebuilding process. Do I think the Spurs are going to be good in the next three, four, five? Yeah, they're probably going to be, they'll put something together. I have no doubt. They've drafted well over the years. I don't, I don't doubt that. Uh, are they making the playoffs next year? Fuck no. Okay, let's cut it out. Pick for most improved player. Most this is a fun one. Yeah, this is a fun one to speculate. This is, this is my favorite award. Is it's MVP? You want to know important for in terms of importance for me? It's MVP, most improved. Then you, you, you got everything else: defensive player of the year, all that other stuff after that. There's Mark, two ways to go with the most improved player. It's either a player that it was already good that becomes great. We've talked about this before, yeah. or a player that you know wasn't really contributing to their team that becomes good. Um, it's impossible to predict that, by the way. Right. I you want to hear my pick? Yeah. What's your pick? 
I have a guy that has been coming off the bench the last few years, but was always really, really good. And whenever he started his team, won games, and now he has his own team. You don't drop a hole. Talking about Tyus Jones. Close. I think Tyus Jones can win most improved. Jordan Poole's numbers might not let him win most improved, but Tyus Jones is going from backing up John Moran, one of the best point guards in the NBA, to, and leading the NBA in assist total ratio the last few years, to now he has his own team. I think he could put up good numbers. I think, that, I think that's just, I'm really comfortable with that pick. So, like, would Austin Reeves be a good pick? That'd be a great pick. He averaged, I think he averaged 12 points a game last year. But what is he going to average this year? People don't understand, like, 12 points a game is really, like, a lot of nights you have 15, 16, and then some nights you have 9. So, like, you know, you average out around 12. You want him to, like, average 15, 16. That means on bad nights he's having 12, well, the Wizards 13, gotta, and on good nights he's averaging 20. Well, the Wizards have that to get to 100 15, points. Like, that's a big difference. I think... Tyus Jones got a lot of opportunity to score too. I'm I know, sure that but, and score. so will Reeves, but not really. He's still not the first, second, or third, maybe not even the fourth option on that team. First is LeBron, is probably AD, just due to his his age. LeBron, and then you know D'Lo's getting his up. Oh no, no, <laughs> there ain't no doubt about it. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this right now. If you think D'Lo is 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 is, is hooping and not getting some shots up, you out of your mind. He gonna put that ball in the basket, and he's good at it. I understand he had his little lull in the playoffs, but prior to that, like D'Lo, let's not forget, he was a big part of the Lakers' change. He went to L.A. and was cooking right away. D'Lo going to get the ball up. And then they got a bunch of trigger-happy guys over there who love to shoot. Cam Reddish is putting it up. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe Vincent just came off the finals. Gabe Vincent just came off the finals. He's coming in a little swagging. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you think it's swing, swing, swing over there, it's it's. I got a shot of putting it up. Torian Prince is getting it and it's, putting, it's going in the air. Right, so so Austin Reeves isn't your pick. I'm I I, I think he's a good. I, I think he's I I don't know if he'll have the reps. Like what you're saying about Tyus, like he's about to be the starting point guard. It's a huge change in him. You go from being like I was looking for a player that's gonna yeah. So where like Austin Reeves is a good pick, but I don't know if his circumstances. It's like the Nas Reed pick I had. Like I don't know if his circumstances warrant. I don't think it's going to help. Well, you said in Bill's pod, and you've said it many times, opportunity is everything. And these guys are on stacked teams. Everything. And, yeah. you know, Reeves is on a really stacked team. He's on one of the stacked teams in the NBA at this point. So, like, I don't know if he'll have an opportunity to do that. Otherwise, I probably would pick him. But let me go ahead and pick somebody. I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm, like, doing a process of elimination here. This is, this, this is ridiculous. I don't even know how you came to this. Tyce Jones is a great pick. I have one, but it's risky. It's, that's what we want to hear. <laughs> Opportunity is everything. So I'm hoping this guy goes there and plays a lot, which I think he might. Okay. I think Obi Toppin. Wow. Yeah. That's a fun pick. Yeah. I think Halliburton and him, with his athletic ability, running the floor, catching, dunking, lobs, improved three-point shooting, improved playing time. He's been playing behind Julius Randle for the past multiple years. This is a lottery pick. Didn't really get a huge chance in New York in terms of like minutes. He ended the season last year with a 40-point game. He has the ability to score and he can shoot the three. And his athletic ability is insane. You throw him in an offense where you got the best passing running point guard with Lonzo out, Tyrese Halliburton, running the floor with this guy, catching lobs, running the break. They're playing pickup with each other all summer, like just throwing like. I think Obi Toppin could be maybe like a little most improved sneak peek. How about that? That's, that's fun. Yeah, that's definitely off yeah, the radar pick. There we go. I have, a, I have a good pick for you too. A guy that, so last year, Mikel Bridges only played for the Nets for you know a little over a month, but he was putting up numbers. He was. He's, so if this year he plays like he did at the end of the season with the Nets, the whole year, the number jump would be crazy. What what, what did he average last year? Though? I think he still averaged 20. I, I think he's a good pick though. So he's if, got he a averages, like, if he averages 23, 24, it's not going to get it done, which is insane point. 
But he's going from role player to yes. The offense is built around him. If and ben he if he would have got traded this summer and then start up the year doing that, then that's done deal. Yeah. But he already like gave us it. You know, he already gave us a little peek in the window there. He was he was hooping at the you end. No one saw Lori marketing last year coming out of nowhere and winning it. Is that who won? Yeah. That's a great pick. He averaged 26 with the Nets. For a, well, a month? I mean, yeah, but he was cooking, though. Yeah, imagine that for the whole nutty. season. All right, give me your way too early NBA's finals prediction. I'm going... I'm going... I don't like... I, I didn't like Denver's summer. Bruce Brown has to come back. You got to get him back. He was he was essential to like just even the whole team's energy. Like him going to Indiana is just like just, what are we doing? And they and at the parade, like Mike Malone Bruce said, Brown going anywhere? Brucey B. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Two weeks later, 52 million, 40 million with the paces. Everybody's like, well, what happened? Even when he said it, Bruce brought it back on like, ah. <laughs> Hey, brother, I'm, I already got this deal in the making. Y'all ain't y'all, y'all not about to pay me what I'm about to get. I'm I'm out. That was a look he had. He had the, anytime you see a guy holding a cup like this to their chest, he, he's not even like, yeah. That's a, um, I don't like that they lost him. And they're still really good, though. Their starting lineup is so good. Christian Brown's going to have to step up into that role. It's scoring, though, more so. Yeah. Because, like, people forget, like, even though, even though Bruce Brown's not tagged as, like, a scorer, the guy was, like, putting up numbers. This guy was yeah. putting in multiple playoff games. Transition. 14, 15. Place, yeah. all, and he gets it in a way where he doesn't need the ball. This guy shoots a little floater here and there. Open three. Transition. Steal. Like, he just plays hard. So does uh, the other kid, Braun. Brown. However you pronounce it. But I don't know if... This is like a second year, man. You know, I mean, that's a lot. Maybe he can. I don't know. Um, who do you have in the finals? I'm going to go... In the East, it's easy. I'm going East is easy. Here's why. Well, if Dame goes to the Heat, the East is not easy. Well, that's I'm not putting that in there because we that's, don't know. They went to the finals last year without Hero. You're just adding Dame. I know that, but, lost, but here those guys, yeah, they'll, Strauss, they lost a lot. And if Dame comes... You're gaining a lot with Dame. You are gaining a lot with that's Dame. That's not who I'm picking. But you're shipping a lot out. There's going to be a lot on that export. I'm picking, I'm going Lakers-Celtics. We're getting that, the NBA's I, I, dream. I think it's going to happen next year. I think the Lakers had the best offseason. I think the Celtics added KP. Interesting. Uh, Jason Tatum, just another year better. No more Jalen Brown drama. Well, I have, I, have, I have Boston going. I have Boston going. You have the situation, because look about it. Last year's top three seeds, that's why I said the East is easy. Because even though there's, like, there's good teams, like it's so top-heavy. It was like, it's been Philly, Boston, Miami. Right. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Milwaukee so, had the best record So last those year. four. Philly's dropped off, all right, due to just obvious reasons. So you got Milwaukee, who's going to be motivated, especially after last year, losing first round. It's either Milwaukee or Boston. Well, first of all, Milwaukee has... And after going to the finals again, if this Dame thing doesn't happen early on, it's going to be interesting to see how well they play. You had half that team hanging on edge because they think they're on their way out for Damian. It's been reported all summer. Tyler Heroes has, you know, he's probably like, what the fuck is this? Right. You know what I mean? Like, just rightfully so. I get it. I don't know if that team is going to be like a favorite unless now if Damian goes to the Heat, that's a different conversation. But since that's unknown right now, it has to be Milwaukee or Boston. I'm going Boston too. I'm going Boston to the finals. And on the West, I love your pick, by the way. That'd be great for the NBA. Lakers, Boston would be insane. Um, I'm going to go with. Uh, Jesus, that's a good pick. I might agree with you. I might go Lakers, Boston. Is that boring? The finals wouldn't be boring. Is it boring that you copied my pick? Yeah, it's a little boring. They're good picks, though. 
great minds think alike and it's fun. It's hard for me to like bet against the Lakers. Like even last year when they were like fully healthy is like not perfect as the team was like they weren't like structured the best, but just because AD and LeBron were healthy, were like just decent cast, a decent cast around them. They were dangerous. They felt they got smacked by, by Denver though. I think now they know that they can get there. They now know they, they can know get there. The they're going to be exactly. a little different now. I think it's a different team now. So it's just like, I do think they should have got back Schroeder. Schroeder didn't even get paid that much. He got like two years, 10 or something like that. Two years, 12. Or, no, 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 Gabe no. Vincent. What did he get? He got like, I think he might have got 30. Did he get a lot? I don't think so. Um, I don't know if he got that much, but I thought Schroeder was huge for them, especially defensively last year. I think I think Gabe Vincent definitely is a complimentary, but, but more he's complimentary not, piece as a shooter. LeBron does better I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't know. I, I I agree with that. I agree with that. Two for twenty five. They couldn't have gave shorter that. Well, they gave gave Vincent three for thirty three. Yeah, that's so they went essentially with with Vincent over Schroeder. I think he's more complimentary. Sh- piece. Schroeder's a better player. I'm just going to keep it hundred with you. And I like Gabe Vincent. He's not he's not he's not Schroeder. I don't know if you watch what Schroeder's doing this summer. Vincent ain't doing that. I think Vincent can really shoot the ball though. So for your to your point, I think he might be more better of a fit to the Lakers just in terms of spreading the floor. For LeBron and AD, because he can really, you know, Gabe can really shoot the ball. Um, but Schroeder was hooping last year for the Lakers, especially defensively, man. He was all over the place. He's making winning plays. I liked Schroeder last year for them. Him in Toronto for me just does nothing. And he now I, I don't know what Toronto. I, I don't know what's why, going on. I get over why there. he went there. He, he's getting paid two years, 25 million, 12 million a year. It's really six after Toronto taxes, but hey, we're not talking about that. You, you, well, Cali's not any better, actually. <laughs> Can you imagine being that's the, that's the only problem with the people talking about like the Kings? That's the only problem. Can you imagine living in Cali and getting that Cali tax, but you're not in, but you're not in Los not, Angeles? Yeah, you're not. I'd be shitty if I'm paying the same taxes as the Los Angeles people and I'm, and I'm in living in, in Sac Town. And Sac's beautiful, but it's, you know what I'm saying? Toronto tax is no joke, though. But Toronto's lit. Problem is, you're playing there in the winter and it's like, negative 10 degrees outside it's fucking freezing every time i play there i can't even breathe outside it's freezing i've never been well go in the summer go like, <laughs> go on like ovo fest or something or is that weird no i mean i'm a big drake fan i want the album to drop i don't know when it keeps getting pushed back but i dogs, know it's gonna be like i know boys? it's gonna be yeah, for the dogs or whatever i know it's gonna be more of the, the kind of music that i need right it's now gonna be i'm listening to way too much r&b it's, it's getting a little soft i need but, something for the for the, I need, dogs, I need for the it, dogs it sounds it sounds toxic yeah. Sounds like he's going to be talking his shit like, yo, this is for the homies right here. Yeah. I need. I think I need that right we now. We all need it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You, we didn't mention the Warriors as a potential finals pick. Are we underestimating them? Or do you think I'm not underestimating them. They're, 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 in the, they're in the pace. They're in the race. They're, 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 they're in all, the pace. They probably do have a good pace. No, about Obi, them. Obi topping on the brain? They probably <laughs> do have a good pace about them. You know, <laughs> Steph running around screens. They, those guys do play with good pace. I, I'll say this. I like their team. I don't like their bench and their depth. Um, they have a, obviously a huge star-studded starting five. Yeah. Uh, and they just—I'm yeah, looking for Wiggins to come back into his two years ago that Finals form. Well, last year was strange. Yeah, like, I, we don't know what happened. he had. To, he was dealing with a lot of personal stuff. Yeah. Um, that obviously he had to handle. And then people were really—do you remember that that garbage, all that stuff that was going on about him? Yeah. They're like saying all this nasty stuff, just fucking. Toxic. Oh, I love for him to have a great comeback here. By the way, speaking of the guys that were really good perimeter defenders in the finals, I'm there. Against when he was guarding Taylor. Are they about to sign Dwight Howard? <sighs> I've heard that he was meeting with them. But, but I heard it's like close. Like they yeah, said Chris Paul and Dwight Howard. What you have is my Orlando Magic 2009 dream team that I always wanted that just never happened. I always thought if they got together, it would be an I, NBA title. I heard from what I've read is that he went in there to work out. You know, a lot of players have like hosted workouts. Yeah. 
this guy hosted workouts or did a workout for them and it went a lot better than they thought it did. And they're like, oh, this guy's actually still like, he's actually in shape. Right. Wait, should we sign him? That's like the question that's being asked right now. But I think you know more than anyone, when you want to add someone to the end of your bench, I don't know if you want to bring in like a name like that. It's the same reason Tim Tebow wasn't getting signed at the end of his career. I'll say this. Dwight has like had such humility about his life over the past couple of years and his whole like openness and like acceptance to him going overseas, going to China. He's been embraced over there. He's done an incredible job, like just being just a guy who's laughed at himself. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's a guy you could bring in the end of your bench. No problem. And if you need a big to go in there and guard like a Jokic or this or that, you could throw Dwight in there and he could probably do better than 90% of the, of the bigs in the NBA. Right. Um, besides the fact that like Dwight Howard's still mobile. He's better, bro. Dwight Howard is better than like probably 90% of the centers in the NBA right now. Take Joel Embiid and Jokic and Carl out of it. He's probably better than just about so almost me, 90% ask, of the centers that are in the NBA. I'm not even capping. If you're the GM of a team right now and you were going to kind of fill out your roster, would you rather bring in DeMarcus Cousins right now or Dwight Howard? It depends what my team needs. If I am a team that's destined to need of neither of them are going to probably play a lot. Well, if you're the Lakers or, or if you're the Warriors and you're talking about like a guy who's just going to be like this happy go lucky dude at the end of the bit, like then it has to be like a Dwight Howard. If you're a guy that's like, yo, we, we have a big, but he's injury prone. And we might need a big to go in there and like we need offense. We need scoring like DeMarcus could still give you 20. Yeah. So, you know, they both should be in the NBA. The reason they're not has stuff to do outside of basketball. People are worried about Dwight and like antics and all this other stuff, which he hasn't really had in like years and years to come. That's like an older. Well, he's 37 now. Dwight. Exactly. Yeah. And then like a lot of issues with DeMarcus are centered around his attitude and him as a person when a lot of that was like when he was younger. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I played with him in Denver and he was a great guy. So like it, it, people mature and grow, man. So Especially when life happens and you're, you know, you're Bro, playing you're Puerto out, Rico yeah, or Taiwan. Yeah, and like, like, I'm sure DeMarcus has seen all different sides of the world now. Him being in the league, out the league, overseas, Puerto Rico. Like, he probably has a, I would, I would, I, a better appreciation. I guarantee he has a better appreciation of like just life in general. I know I have. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm sure Dwight Howard has. So like, I, a lot of it, perceptions, everything, and people hold that shit against you, man. And they will get you out the league and not let you back in. Seriously. So... You know, I don't, I don't know, but I think signing Dwight, I don't think it's a big, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it'd be pretty solid for the Warriors. Who knows? All right. Give me your team who would be a sleeper pick to make the finals. A team that's not expected to get out there. Maybe a team that can make a run. I think the fucking Timberwolves, man. Really? Bro, I think they're really good. I was there last this has year. Been a and heavy I, Timberwolves pod. But it's a, well, you asked about the defensive side of it. I think Jaden and Nas is like a stud. And that team is just really, really good. They're really good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And actually, a point was just brought to me. Uh, it would be an interesting locker room in, in, in Golden State if Dwight's there, though. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Between Draymond, between Draymond, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, and Dwight, that would be a funny. I would just like to be a fly on that wall. Yeah. I would love to be a fly on that wall. Not when the times are going good. I would like to be able to fly on that wall after like a rough game. <laughs> I would like to just see. <laughs> I would like to just see what's going on in there. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Minnesota can make a push. And then in the East, there's nobody that I see like. It's like more like, can the Kings be better this year? Can it's all Western? Can Memphis bounce back? Can Jaw and that team like be? Can they, you know what I mean? Yeah. They added Marcus Smart. They got a little bit of, you know. Still have the Jaron Jackson, Jaron Jackson, Bain, John Bain. Still, still got really John. They got team. all the pieces, man. No you one's know, talking about that. No one's talking about Memphis. Yeah. Jaw is probably motivated as shit. 
You haven't seen him in recent. That might be my pick. I, I think the Grizzlies. Yeah, Grizzlies could be pretty good, man. Yeah. I, even though there were two seed last year. You know what I also love about Jaw Summer? There hasn't even been like videos of him in the gym. Like he's like all the way like, I'm, I'm in there. I guarantee you he's living in the fucking lab. I'm actually like speaking this into existence. I'm hoping. I want him to come back and just like crush it. Because I understand he made mistakes, but his mistakes were just him being like immature. He didn't do, he never hurt nobody, bro. Well, listen, he's healthy. Exactly. Physically, I want him. I want to come back and, there, and do yeah. his fucking stuff, man, right. and just pe- and just shut up everybody. Uh, so I'm gonna put Memphis out there. That's my pick. Okay. Well, I, dang, they said Timberwolves. I was taking Memphis. Oh, that's that's the team. Give you me had? your give me your player that has an outside chance, a sleeper pick of winning MVP. Jesus, if I say it now, I'm just all in Minnesota. Don't do it. You know who I'm gonna say, but it's it's not wild. Everybody's saying it. Ant-Man can go in there and do some crazy stuff next it's year. It's just tough with Towns. I don't know if, if he's going to he get the numbers. If he puts up a 3-0 per game, if my man averages not a dub, but a trub. <laughs> <laughs> if he goes out there and averages a trub's nuts, we, yeah, we, 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 we might have to trademark that. <laughs> Deion Sanders out here trademarking everything. We got we to start doing something. He's, he knows that he's hot right now. He's got, he's got a... Hot is not even... A, uh, what he's got Lava. going is something different. Anytime yeah. this guy touches the mic, the world stops. I mean, yeah. it's like Drake's better at least now. Every time he gets to the press conference. I've been told that their next two games are going to be tough. Maybe reality might hit on them a little they bit. They play Oregon. And then USC. So it might be... Everyone's kind of waiting to see the Oregon game. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to find out a lot. Yeah. We're going to find out a lot. Right. Um, no, I... Uh, You're going with Ant. I'm going with Ant-Man. Ant-Man would be a surprise MVP. 30 points per game, leading score in the NBA. That might get him to it. They get a top five seed in the West. He averages 30. He, he's already coming off a huge summer. Highlights. He's Highlights. Dug, it, it's possible, man. Yeah. It's really possible. What can get in that way is his chemistry with Carl. And I talked about this with Bill Simmons on his pod. I believe the best players on the team should work out together all summer. The better that chemistry is, the better your team will be. There's a reason why Denver was so great last year, man. They played well together, especially their two best players. Jamal and Jokic's game complement each other so well. They both not only like to play with one another on the court, they need each other. Yeah. They help one another score. Jokic does the Jokic does do his back downs on his own, on his one-on-one. Jamal does do his one-on-one, top of the three, step back threes. But you know what Jamal does do a lot of times? Throw it to him, handoff, easy, easy mid-range. You know what he does is come off a pick and roll, set Jokic up for just a little 10-footer just to get him going. They both help each other get rhythms going. I don't see, from my experience there in Minnesota, I don't think Carl and Ant did that enough. Like I want, And that's just due to them. They both like each other. They're just completely opposite of personalities. But those two should like live in the gym. They both are in LA and Atlanta and Chicago or Miami, all the best places in the world. This is where people are all summer. You're telling me I can't get those two in like a month in Miami? And then go each rent a mansion somewhere on the water, and like you just can't get them in the gym every day for like an hour. Just work. You on make it. a great point. I don't know why players. I mean, people love to see when random guys are working out together. Yeah, it's like, oh man, but that's not John really Ray and Kyrie helping. linked up in the lab. Like, who gives a fuck? They don't play with each other. I, right. I would like to see Kyrie and Luca work out all fucking summer. Like, that's cool. They're yeah. the other ones that's got to figure this shit out together. Yeah, like, I, I would like to see. What, Anthony, what, what, what is that? Is it because they spent people teammates spent so I much think it's time together? You're with, some, you're with someone all summer. Yeah. that you're just like I'm out. It's like it's kind of like guys not even being in the gym with their respected team. It's just like, bro, I, I got to be with you for the next eight months. In the summertime, I'd like to go with my personal trainer, my yeah. personal trainer, and like go out in LA and like work with like the usual suspects or go to Miami and work with the usual suspects. It's like a refreshing thing I think guys do. I get it. I totally get that. But like you can still bring your like 
Carl can like y'all could both work out with a different trainer. Yeah, I'm gonna do mini camps and things like that. They do, man, for two days. It doesn't do shit. They both come in. I've been a part of them. Mini camps are garbage, by the way. And I love them because it's an excuse to get away from the whole household and you can like go and like have fun with your friends for a couple of days. And it's always in a conveniently good city. And it's good to see somebody you haven't seen in a while. You're not, you're not doing mini camps in in in, uh, in, in Alabama. They're, they're they're usually like they're usually a mini camp in like fucking Miami or hey, we're doing mini camp in Vegas guys let's lock in and focus I'm like oh, I don't know how much focus we're going to be doing in Vegas like we're going to be in the gym for two hours and the rest of the day is like yo what's up with the what's up with the shindig we're building that off the court camaraderie too we need it That offer, let me tell you the, the off court camaraderie is never in question it's always because <laughs> it's always centered around one thing it's women women and then more women so like that that's never uh, you never have to worry about that because I don't every guy in the league loves that so I, uh, I, I would like to see in the future more Guys get in the gym with each other. I like to see videos of Desmond Bain and John ja Morant running running play actions together, and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Anthony Davis. Le Anthony Davis, and LeBron do workouts all the time together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just what smart guys do. You know what I mean? I, so whatever. My pick for player with the outside chance of winning MVP. I don't think it's that outside, but if the Suns are as good as we think, I think Devin Booker would be the reason for what for outside chance of winning MVP. Definitely could. Definitely I think could. he would be. I mean, I think he's going to be their best player this year. I think it's he is their best player. Yeah, and and we saw in the playoffs last year. And if he picks up that momentum from the playoffs last year, where he was cooking, we both have talked about. The that only already. reason would be again his circumstances, and he has two. Uh, but that didn't stop him from. It didn't. It didn't. He was unbelievable. That was only two though. He's got a third sheriff in there now, and he can also shoot the ball a lot, and he yeah. scores a lot, and he's really good. But Brad if the Suns just are a really good regular season team, which I'm expecting them to be, when they had KD in the regular season at the end of the year, they were a good regular season team. If they're gonna, if they have a great seed, I think he is. I mean, we're talking about outside chance. I'm not saying the leader. What about uh, Shea Alexander? I don't How know. How good are the Thunder gonna be? They we, could be. We've good. named a lot of teams in the West they, already. They could be pretty damn good, man. Yeah. Listen, from what you got cooking up, if Chet is gonna be like a Rookie of the Year candidate, and their coach is favored to be Coach of the Year, and then you got SGA coming off his Giddy had a great summer. Giddy had a great summer. Both of them are all hooping and Dort. I like Jalen Williams a lot. All hooped all summer. Yeah. Playing in FIBA, they could be a really surprise. You know what they could be? They could be the what Kings, what the Sacramento Kings were last year, and they had like a really good record, like a top three seat, like surprise everybody. I do think OKC has a, a, the ability to be like a playoff team next year and really surprise people. I mean, SGA would be in that conversation. Though. Yeah, I mean, it was first two NBA last year. All right, I have a quick rapid fire question for you, and then I'll let you go. All right, what is it? I saw recently recently that Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift. His brother admitted it on, I don't know, on TV or a podcast or whatever. If you were friends of an athlete, like I've been in the past. That? No, if you were friends of an athlete, like I've been in the past in that situation, would you be telling your friend that's a good idea, a bad idea to date someone in the spotlight like that? Like, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? If it's someone like Travis Kelsey who's already prone to attention and like is always out there, he's a guy who, I don't know if he seeks attention, maybe, but he gets it, all right? And his personality, just in general, uh, I think just it gravitates it. I don't think it's a big deal. He's already made for that. That'd be like <sighs> I'm trying to think of NBA uh, related. It'd be like uh, Kuzma or something like that dating someone famous. He'd be like, nah, seems about right. He's in LA. He's always in the scene. He's out a lot. He goes out. You know, I'm not saying he parties or whatever, but yeah, he does. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, Devin Book like. She dated Kendall Jenner. No one thought it was a crazy thing. Like, it seems about right. Like, Travis Kelsey dating someone famous, like, seems like it's on to par. Him dating someone normal doesn't seem right. You know, I don't even know if that makes sense, but, like, I don't think it's crazy 
for someone like that. So I think depending on the person, if Jokic, if the Joker came into the locker room and was like, yeah, I'm talking to Taylor Swift, I'm like, this is, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like this. You think you can handle it? I don't like this at all. You are, you're supposed to be basketball and horses, man. Basketball and back to that damn barn. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't need you at a Taylor Swift concert at 11 p.m. at night. Yeah. Travis is going to be out somewhere already at 11. Yeah. Taylor Swift actually keeps him in. Keeps also, him- he has a claim to be maybe the best tight end of all time. So, so man, he's he's allowed to. Yeah, I guess he has the leeway. He's already done his thing, man. He's a multiple Super Bowl champion. Like, bro, who, who are we kidding? Posted here? SNL. His approval ratings through the roof, almost as high as Deion Sanders. The people love him. Yeah, people either love or hate him. Deion's more beloved. The people that don't like no, Deion, no, no. Like, I think I think Travis Kelsey people just love him, and he could do no wrong. And Deion, I think some people are like, why is he why is he wearing the glasses or things like that? I think that's a little more polarizing. I like. Um, I don't mind. I, I don't think it's a big deal. Travis is dating Taylor Swift. I think it's cool. I think it's even cooler about it is he put it out there in the air and then got it done. He's like, if I could date anybody, I'd date Taylor Swift. I well, want he said that. that he got curved by her. He's like, right? I got curved by her. I'm mad by that. And then like a month later, he's dating her. Like, that's impressive. Is that the same as Jack Harlow with the Dua Lipa stuff? Yeah, but that never happened. Oh, it didn't? I thought that dated. was the thing. He dated Dua Lipa? I thought that was a whole thing. that He like, no. put it out there, made a song, and it worked. He put a song out there, but I don't think he dated her. Yeah. I don't think he did anything with her. Uh, another question I had for you, Gilbert Arenas recently went at Akeem Olajuwon, made a whole video that he's charging 50K allegedly for a workout. And, you know, he kind of dug into Akeem, legend. Would you ever pay 50K for a workout? Fuck no. Who would he even be with? Michael Jordan? Like, who's the, who's the guy? that? Would- Here's my thing. I don't know what I can learn in that workout. That was justified me spending $50,000 in terms of like... If he's charging 50K, do you think that's just like wrong? Like he should just be giving free game to the youth? Yes. Especially someone like him. It's like, brother, how much money you need? From what I've heard, Akeem's like invested well and is like tied well. And I'm sure he made a lot, whatever, whatever. You got to charge a player, a current player, 50000 bro, to get in the gym with you? That's kind of nutty. I would never feel comfortable charging a younger player 50K. Yeah. And I'm not even a Gilbert guy. To keep it 100, because he like says stuff like out of pocket all the time, even though he was a great player for the Wizards for that small stint, he was cooking. Um, but like, I'm not like the you know, he says things a lot of times that are like disrespectful. Him, like, I think he even said stuff about Hakeem's game, right? Like, he was I like, think he I was, was just being funny, he though. Was like, the like, game's changed, little... like, ain't nobody doing those skyhooks, which is true. The game is different, but like, Hakeem's game would trans if Hakeem played in today's NBA, my god, yeah. he'd be insane. Um, the dream could play in any era, but. I agree with Gilbert in the aspect that 50k for a workout is it's a, it's unheard of. Yeah. It's, it's unheard of. If it's true, I don't know if anyone confirmed that. I don't know if it's true either, but it is unheard of. Yeah. I would never pay 50k for a a workout unless I knew somehow my attributes and my skill level was going up like a 2k type. Like I knew like after I was leaving there I got better, which has never happened after one workout ever. Right. I don't care how great the person is. You never left one workout like I just saw a video of Dame uh, working out with DJ Wagner, about to be a freshman at Kentucky. Yeah, he didn't like, charge him fifty k for it. He just got in the lab with him, so let's get to yeah. work in. You know what I mean? Like I, I saw, I seen uh, Steph with uh, Scoot Henderson. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. You're not charging fifty k for it. Fifty k is insane, bro. Yeah. It'd be one thing. It's like, yo, I'm gonna work with you the entire summer. It was always like a legendary thing, though. Like Dwight Howard went or like Kobe, like they worked, where they worked out with Akeem Olajuwon this summer. So the video, the little grainy footage would leak from his yeah, like gym. a little like uh, Android phone, like somewhere <laughs> like them in the gym doing post yeah. stuff. And I listen. Do I think you could get better from more one workout? Yes. I don't think it's anything enough to justify you spending fifty thousand dollars of your money. And I think it's to Gilbert's point. It is strange for like I don't want to say strange, but like. 
But to charge like a younger player, especially a pure a hooper to hooper, fifty thousand to come work with you, it's like, bro, would you ever have paid fifty thousand and came to work with somebody? Yeah, it's like, bro, what are we doing here? And what happens afterwards? Akeem's like, oh, hey man, it was great meeting you. Good, good job. Don't hey, forget to yeah, wire me sick. that fifty thousand. You would feel sick, bro. You go in your car like, are you fucking? <laughs> that what happened? Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's crazy. Right. Who would be the guy though that you would spend the most amount of money for to work out? God with? rest his soul. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I you, would, you've always been a big. I, I would, I would spend fifty thousand dollars if he was going to do a full workout with me and like really get into my game and like studied my game before and was like, "Yo, if you do this next year, because I'm sure he would know, yeah, like you could improve in this way, this, this, this." I would absolutely spend fifty thousand dollars to work with Kobe Bryant. Oh, so you would spend the money if I said if I had to, Kobe. If I, t- I just told you, if I knew I was going to get the most out of it and I was going to become a different, which I don't know if you could do under one workout. I've never heard of that. It's got to be for a weekend. Yeah, it's it's got to be a weekend. weekend. It's got to be a week. It's got to be a, it's gotta be a reoccurring thing, bro. Yeah. Like, if it'd be one thing if Hakeem was like, yo, I'm going to work with you throughout the summer. Every other week, I'm going to come in. We'll work for three or four days. We're going we're gonna to drill this. We're going to get this down. By the end of summer, whether it's a hook shot, free throws, whatever, you're going to be elite at this. Then you tell yourself, all right, I'm making a $50,000 investment, and I go have a big year next year, and I'm going to make millions. It's worth it. Yeah. I have no problem. One fucking workout for an hour or two? You'll leave there after like, holy shit, I just blew that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter how much money. I guess the, some people's logic is like, you spend 50000 to go on a PJ to LA. You can't spend $50,000 to get with one of the best centers of all time in the gym. That's a good point. Like, I don't know. So, I don't know, man. It depends on where you're at in life. You spent a lot of money going to Wimbledon this year and Italy yeah, and all no, that. I went to Italy and Wimbledon. And you were gone for a couple of weeks. Would you cut all that out for a little dream shake? Hooking? Well, listen, <laughs> if I ever got on the block and hit someone with a dream shake and a hook, my ass would be on the pine quicker than you could... Say pine. I, I would be over there in a heartbeat, bro. Yeah. Can you imagine me down there? Like, <laughs> I, I have no business being down there in the post, bro. I'm not Andre Miller, man. I, I don't have that in my game. I'll be honest. There's a lot of things I could do on the court. It's all perimeter. <laughs> I don't have. I, I'm not a I'm not a back to the back to the basket guy. So I don't know. That's all I got for you this week. That was that was good. That was a good pod. We were yeah. all over the place. It was all over the place. But that's the end. Now that I think right about now. it, we, we, we're all over the place. Like the league, we, we we're, we're we're a reflection of what we're brought here to talk about. Everything's all over the place now. Yeah. With media, we're getting shit every day. So and so said, "Did you hear this? Did you?" It's like literally a, a reality TV show in the NBA, right? Uh, which makes our job easy. We got a lot to talk about. So sure. keep tapping in and listening. <laughs> Thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. All right, y'all. Y'all be easy, man. Everybody be safe this weekend. Everybody have a good one. <laughs>